A shout out to Curex for bringing you this episode. Curex is the leading over-the-counter insole that is highly customizable and provides dynamic arch support. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off. Curex, the final step to better running. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. How's it going, SPS? Good. It's been a while. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Back from the great states of Wyoming and Montana. Just just returned a couple 2,500 miles on the road. (laughs) Wow. Is that how many miles you put on your vehicle? I think so. That's what Grant estimated. We didn't didn't do the odometer. But yeah, I mean, we drove a lot. We drove a lot. Uh We drove... um, up to Bozeman, which was about 10 hours, and then another six up to Glacier from there, and then around Glacier a couple times, which I can talk about in a second, and then um, back down to Jackson, Wyoming, which was eight, and then back home, which was eight. So it was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah, lot of time yeah. in the car. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow. Well and um, Well worth it. Yeah, you were telling, we were just on a, a work call, a different kind of work call, and um, you said that Glacier is just spectacular. Oh my gosh. I mean, it is, If I mean, it is like the Swiss Alps, and I'm not really being overly dramatic right now. I mean, I've only been, I've only been to a couple national parks, um, so it's hard to compare to other ones, but I mean, I'm a big fan of um, being up north, right? So it's at the top part of uh, Montana, the upper northwest corner and um, I mean, the glacial till is what our rafting guide said, what makes the water so blue. It's that aqua, aqua, oh, like so yes. clear, so amazing. And the mountain lakes, like, I mean, we we went swimming in Lake McDonald, which is one of the big lakes um, in the park. And I mean, you can just see to the bottom. I mean, it's like, <gasps> it's kind of like Lake Tahoe, I would say, you know, uh-huh. I've never been swimming in Lake Tahoe, but it kind of reminds me of that setting. Um, so that was, that was just great. Just being in that environment. And then, um, I mean, the activities that we did, we went hiking a couple of times. We went hiking with mother runner, Sarah from Bozeman. So I had to throw that Uh out there. Um, her daughter Libby was, um, awesome. She, or Lizzie, I'm sorry, Lizzie, uh, she led the way, uh, we started out pretty fast. I was like, Whoa, Lizzie is a, um, professional or not a professional dancer, but a very talented ballet dancer. And, and uh, uh-huh. fit. so we were like, okay, huffing and puffing within like <laughs> two minutes, but um, kind of found our groove. And that was really fun. So all of us went on that hike up to, it was just in this beautiful trail um, n- near where we were staying. Um, we hiked a couple times in Glacier. We did one um, 11 miler um, out wow. to Lake um, Otakami. I probably am butchering that name, but a lot of the trails were closed either for um, Mm. COVID purposes or some of them don't open up until later in the year because of snow and um, like avalanche danger. Yeah. So a couple, like there's a big, it's called Gill Glacier. uh, And that's a really, that's like the kind of the pinnacle trail, the one that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But that wasn't open. Um, And the Highline Trail was another one that's also kind of one of their, um, like namesake trails. Uh, but Lake Otakomi was good. We saw a bear. That was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. How did, how did Ben react to that? Oh, he was fine. He was fine, actually. Um, it was this, it was funny. We were stopping to put um, a Band-Aid on somebody's blister. And Grant like was like, 
like saw some like some ferns and and like foliage moving off in the distance and he's like look look and it was like literally this sleepy kind of cub that we and so of course we're like yelling at the top of our lungs like go away bear and we're here and blah 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 and it just like kind of like put its head back down <laughs> um, and I think it was a cub and we couldn't tell if it was a grizzly or a a black bear because of the uh, because we could only really see its head and it was a good distance away. Um, so, and I'm, I'm like, but if that's the cub and the mom's around, then we've got to really, you know, be diligent. Yep, yep. Um, but, but no, I mean, she, we named her Snoozy as we hiked along and Snoozy <laughs> never came back to, to see us. And it was an out and back. And she, when we came back, she wasn't there. So whatever that was, was, uh, was, was just, it was a perfect because it was like, it felt very exciting, but yet safe and cool. Sure. Um, so we did, but it was funny. Cause like, I was like, okay, so we're going to go on an all day hike. And, um, so it took us, you know, probably about three or three and a half hours to get out and then about two and a half to come back. Cause it was a climb out and the, and then a kind of a descent on the way back. And Amelia was like, I, I know you said full day, but I didn't know we were going to be gone all day long. <laughs> I was like, well, what did you think? Like we were going to just be done in two hours. So that was, that was funny. And then, um, and then with the pinnacle was that um, Grant and I and Greg, who was the dad that was with the other family that we were with um, rode going to the sun road on our oh. bikes, which was, Oh my gosh. I mean, just so cool. So cool. Made all the hill training that I've done worth it um, oh. because it because it wasn't that bad. Um, it also helped that we started at like 3000 feet instead of, you know, 7000 feet, which we do in Denver. So, um, so it was just it was it's a 20 it's about 20 between 21 22 miles. It's about a little over 3000 feet of climbing, but it's wow. just a really nice grade, I guess, mm-hmm. if you can say that's not an oxymoron. I mean, it's not like <laughs> that some of the climbing in Denver, it's like you're either pretty flat or you're like really, really climbing, you know, like it's a pretty <laughs> steep grade. And this was, I mean, it wasn't gentle, that's for sure, but it wasn't, you know, it was just kind of steady. It was just like mm-hmm. kind of find a rhythm and just go. And, you know, if you, you know, suddenly felt short of breath, you could slow down or, and just looking around, I mean, just looking around was just, mm. oh, took your mind off of it right there. So oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you had your bikes on top of the vehicle? Or we what? had it on the back. We borrowed mm-hmm. um, uh, my brother-in-law's uh, bike rack that holds, mm-hmm. holds four. We have one that holds two. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was in the back of the, like on the trailer hitch. And we brought mm-hmm. um, Ben's mountain bike too. And so then Ben and Grant when did some mountain biking. There was mountain biking and they went mountain biking over in Whitefish and mm. Um, which is a ski resort right near Glacier. I mean, we just, we did it up, man. We did it up and it was um, well worth every, every mile we rode, every mile we drove. So Mm, awesome. 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 Yeah. So highly recommend, highly recommend. Good, good, good. All right. Well, let us jump into the questions. This is from Erin in Richmond, Virginia. Hi, this is Erin from Richmond, Virginia. I ran my first marathon last year And since then, I've been a pretty sporadic runner. Um, Occasionally, I feel like it. Occasionally, I just don't. So my question for you guys is, how do you break through that wall and get back into a routine? Thanks. Love the show. So I chose this question because it sums up a common theme among a lot, a lot, a lot of questions we've received, (laughs) including one from Ellen in Wisconsin. You know, basically, the how to relight the spark of regular running. 
Um, well, so first of all, um, you know, that's good that you want to get it back. So that's the motivation right there. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it is one of those things where you have to, um, kind of just kind of fake it till you make it. And the way that you're going to do that is commit to a certain number of days, um, Mm -hmm. and commit to a certain number of days of running, like that is well within your reach. So if you're Mm -hmm. not running at all right now, and you haven't been running for two months, you know, don't say I'm going to run six days a week. Let's start with two, two to three, maybe, maybe three, maybe every other day going for two miles or three miles, like nothing that is too hard. Like you've got to pick something that is very, very doable because Mm -hmm. if you, you know, if you say I'm going to go six days a week and I'm going to run five miles a day, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. just going to burn out and it's not going to be fun. Um, So, I mean, one, one way to kind of, gauge whether or not you're doing too much is when you finish a run and it can be a run walk right now. Let's remember we're in July. We're headed into August. It is really freaking, freaking. I mean, it was 90 in Glacier, 90 wow. in half of the country, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be hot everywhere if you're in the United States. Um, and so, you know, um, you can do a run walk pattern, but if you get to the end of your run and you feel like, okay, I could have gone for another 10 minutes. I could have gone for another mile. I'm, you know, I'm not completely depleted, drained, you know, done, then that's perfect. Head on in, take your shower, celebrate what you've done for the day. Tim, I got to tell you, that advice from you always rings in my head when I'm swimming. And so I always tell myself, leave while you're having a good time. Oh, that's like the life. That's like my motto, you know. Oh, 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 oh my gosh. Oh my yeah, gosh. That's yeah, me, I love at, it. me at parties. Uh, <laughs> leave while you're having a good time. I hope that it's not my true mantra for life because I, I want to be here for the long haul. Well, so, yes. but yes, yeah, but yeah. I but I think while the party's still fun, like that actually will get you here for the long haul because you're going to always have like that crispness of wanting more. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just being like, oh, I dragged it out, I'm exhausted, and now I don't want to get up the next morning, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then another piece of advice, your your advice just echoes around in my head a lot, Dimity. The, the you know, go out for 10 minutes, just tell yourself that that's what you'll do. And then you can always turn back at the end of that 10 minutes, but sure. more often than not, you're going to keep going. Yeah, so, yeah. But know. I mean, 10 minutes, especially again, like if you're coming back from you know, really not running much at all, like a 20 minute run is not nothing, you know, and you have to also kind of, you know, recalibrate your maps. Because if you are coming back from maybe you ran a half marathon in March, and now you're Mm -hmm. like, and I haven't done anything since then. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's awesome. You did 13.1. But that's not where you are right now. So Mm -hmm. 20 minutes, again, great 25 minutes, 30 minutes, run, walk, run a minute, walk a minute. It's it's okay. You know, you're going to get back faster if you give yourself grace at the beginning instead of trying to, you know, just all of a sudden find out, you know, go enter right in where you left off. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also think that, though, that, um, Aaron, you do have to sometimes go when you don't feel like going. Yes. That, that, that you know, you, you can't always wait around and be like, oh, I don't feel like going right now. I'll just, you know, I bet by, you know, later this afternoon. No, 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 no. If you have you know, decided on what your day is going to be like and getting up at setting that alarm for six so that you can get in 20, 20 minutes before the rest of the, you know, 25 minutes before the rest of the family gets up. Even if you don't feel like it, you know, say what Dimity does, you know, don't think just go and, you know, chances are good that that you'll find something enjoyable about it or that at least the benefits, the post-run feeling will be worth it. 
Well, so. yeah. And, and, and just rewinding a little bit from that, which I think is great advice, which is get, you know, if you, if you plan to go, go, you know, there's, mm-hmm. unless there's an emergency or a sickness or something like that, but you know, mm-hmm. unless if go. And uh, I mean, I would say one of the best things to do is plan when you're going to go. So take mm-hmm. a Sunday night, take um, Saturday afternoon or whatever time you have where you can plan your week ahead. And again, just write it down on the calendar, commit to it. So I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to go for 30 minutes each day, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. um, and then I'll go one day on the weekend maybe or one mm-hmm. do a walk on the weekend. I mean, a lot of it is just about um, – finding your fitness groove again and just finding that time where, you know, your body expects it instead mm-hmm. of your body being surprised by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. you know, yeah. so making that, um, making that commitment and, and just yeah. know that the first few weeks are going to be a little, a little hairy, you know, probably not, <laughs> you know, that elation feeling that you get at the end of a finish line. But one thing that I um, often used to do when I was running a lot was, you know, especially when I was lying in bed is, you know, that like feeling you get when you're, say you're doing a five mile run and it's like 4.13 miles you've gone or something like that. And you're like, Mm -hmm. I am in the last mile and I'm headed towards home and Mm -hmm. the bulk of the work is behind me. And now I just get to cruise on home. Like that Mm -hmm. feeling is priceless. That is like the rock star awesomeness. Like I have just done something awesome for myself for this day. And um, so what I would often do is just put myself in that feeling, right? That last Mm -hmm. mile of the run, like Mm -hmm. go chase that, go get that feeling where you Mm -hmm. know, like that you are, it's all downhill from here, both Mm -hmm. in the run and like metaphorically for your day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, and um, might we suggest um, the love the run you're with 2.0 series, which does kick off on Monday. Yes. And um, so that is a training program four months long that Dimity herself put together and is overseen by uh, coaches, Jen Harrison and Liz Waterstrot. And it's monthly virtual races, August through November and you know, Aaron and everybody else listening, that is for sure the way to relight your passion for running and find community, motivation, you know, just um, really mixing things up, having fun, getting great swag. So um, that's available at trainlikeamother.club. Awesome. One of the best parts of our AMR gig is talking to runners across the country and beyond. Dimity and I have talked to so many women, whether in person or on podcasts, and it pains us when we talk with injured runners or someone who's struggling. We love to offer solutions, whether advice or product recommendations. So let us introduce you to Curex Insoles, which we think of as the final step to better running. Curex is the leading over-the-counter insole that is highly customizable and provides dynamic arch support. We know there are a lot of add-to-your-shoe options, yet insoles shouldn't just be cushioning and shouldn't also be stiff like a custom orthotic. Curex delivers the best of both these options. Curex insoles are flexible support with just the right level of rigidity. They have a thin, low profile, yet still deliver maximum support and comfort. Curex Run Pro insoles are available in three profiles, high, medium, and low. Dimity and I both have high arches, and our feet, knees, hips, and backs thank us for adding Curex insoles to our shoes. Earlier this year, before I started training for what was supposed to be my 15th marathon, I really worried whether my aging body would be able to handle the mileage and volume of training. I was delighted it could, and I give credit to Curex for carrying me through. Try Curex risk-free today. The company offers a 60-day warranty, even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Visit curex.us and use code AMR15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. That's C-U-R-R-E-X 
curex.us with code AMR15 for 15% off. curex.us. All right, Megan in Arkansas has this question. Hi, Sarah. This is Megan calling from Arkansas, and I love your show. Thank you so much for making the podcast. Um, I am a mom in my mid-30s, fairly new runner. I say fairly new runner because after each time I brought home a baby, I would run for a little while to try to get back in shape. But at this point, I'm trying really hard to stick with it. And I just wondered if you could give some of your best advice for somebody like me who's a fairly new runner. And specifically, if you had some advice for what kind of goals to set um, when it's hard to get out of the house and do more than 15 to 20 miles per week, if goals should be really about timing or endurance or basically just the goal of getting out there and getting active every day. Thank you guys so much. So I see this as a like companion piece to Aaron, our <laughs> our first caller, um, uh, because it again echoes several other callers' questions. It's like the, I don't know they sent out a memo and was like, "Hey, everybody, call, call and answers call hotline." And, yeah. So um, and uh, again, Dim, I heard you in my head. Um, you were <laughs> see you were away on vacation, but you're with me the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, think about what is interesting to you, Megan, and anyone else who's feeling that way. Um, as in Megan, you know, given your weekly mileage um, of 15 to 20 miles a week, I was thinking maybe train for a 10K. Um, but, you know, if that sounds like a hot, sweaty mess um, in Arkansas in the summer, you know, then don't do it. I, I just think based on the, the um, fitness and endurance you have right now, a 10K might be right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I absolutely agree with you, Sarah. What's interesting to you right now, Megan, and, you know, setting some small goals, I think is um, fun and helpful to do that just because, um, especially if you've got a limited number of routes, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it can get a little repetitive, but some people thrive on that too. So it's hard to know, you know, kind of what her personality is. But um, I mean, right now, I would say, again, going back to the fact that, you know, it's hotter than, um, I don't know, Sarah, give me a good metaphor. How hot is it? <laughs> a uh, coal smelting uh, plant. Uh. A coal smelting <laughs> plant. Sure, sure. That's, that's good. Um, and so, you know, so just getting in the mileage, going out a certain number of week, uh, times a week is perfect, right? And I mean, I think, you know, the sweet spot for most runners, depending upon how injury prone you are and what you like to do on the side, if you like to cross train more or not, I would say is four to five times a week. Um, mm -hmm. and so, you know, if it's, if you're doing four right now, just hang with four and, um, and just stay in that 10 to 20 mile per hour, 15 to 20 mile per hour zone, um, week, mile per week zone, not mile per hour. That'd be very fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you could do some fun things along the way, right. And some easy ways to put in, um, like playful things that are not necessarily, um, really time-based or, you know, are going to kind of rip you up. Um, you know, like as far as like effort wise, our strides, strides are really fun to put in either in the middle of a run or at the end of a run. And so those are just mm -hmm. quick accelerations. Um, you go for about 20 seconds, you pick up to about 85% of your efforts. Um, and they're just really kind of fun little ways to feel fast without having to run 
for a long period of time feeling fast. So you could do like four to five strides at the end of your workout, Megan, that's going to help your speed overall. You could also do, um, I think we talked about these uh, recently, the fart legs, right? Yeah. Um, On a run where you pick up a little bit, pick up some speed, lose some speed, climb a hill fast, run down a hill fast, slow down to a walk because you want to take a good picture. Like it's kind of just a run the way that you want to. I mean, the idea is that you pick up a little bit, you slow down a little bit, you pick up a little bit, you slow down a little bit, but it's not based on, you know, any certain, you don't have to go half marathon pace and you don't have to go for exactly two minutes or anything like that. It's just more kind of how you're feeling that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third way, um, which isn't as fun (laughs) as uh, strides or fart legs as his hill repeats, right? Um, Because those are a really good way to build both strength and stamina, um, endurance, and uh, really low risk of injury if you're running up hills. So if you want to, if you have hills in your area, Megan, hitting them hard, you don't necessarily have to do hill repeats, but you could run a hilly route. And every time you get to a hill, you know, run it hard, like run Mm -hmm. it like you're running in a race and then slow Mm -hmm. down um, as you come on the other side and then do that. Or you could do hill repeats as well. And those are, um, Good, good bang for your buck and a little bit shorter too. So you're not going to um, be out in that, in that Arkansas soup so much, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I was uh, going to suggest hill repeats because I've been doing those now that I'm not on a training plan. And, uh, and I was also thinking back to my very earliest days of being committed to running when I lived in a super hilly part of San Francisco, which is not as much of an oxymoron as you might think. There are some parts of the city that have more flat um, terrain that you have access to, but gosh, I lived in just the, such a hilly part. It was called Petrero Hill. And I would just run back and forth. It has numbered streets going, I guess, east, west and streets that are named after, um, states that go north, south. And I would just run back and, you know, 20th, 19th, 18th. Oh my gosh. The most monster hills, and then over the weekend, finally, I was like, huh, I wonder if that's why I was in such good shape back then. You think? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because- yeah. No, I know, right? You, you, especially when you're young, you're like, oh, I can do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, and, and Megan, just, you know, kind of keep your mind open to um, what's interesting to you. Cause what's interesting now in the dog days of summer might be different than, you know, come a little bit cooler weather and um, just kind of keep your options open and um, you know, and then maybe work on consistency, uh, maybe increasing the number of days you're working out, increasing the distance, um, because you can always, as Dimity's um, indicate, you can always kind of layer little speed play on top of things. But, um, you know, I would say overall working on endurance and maybe, you know, setting yourself up to go 25 miles a week. That might be something you want to look at in the fall. Totally. So, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, as in um, when races come back, then you'll be in a really good spot to to jump into one um, if that's mm-hmm. interesting to you. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Our last question is from Margaret in Seattle. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Margaret from Seattle, Washington. Um, I have a question about training logs. I'm just curious to know, do either of you keep one? Do you do paper and pencil? Do you use a Google Sheet, an Excel, um, one, some web app or something like that? Um, I've been running pretty consistently over the last couple of months. Uh, the simplicity of coronavirus life has um, had some benefits, and I'm just I'm feeling pretty strong in my running and want to kind of track things and 
see see if I can make some gains right now. So I'm interested in maybe kind of tracking my training a little bit more. Uh, just interested to hear if you have any recommendations about training logs, uh, what kind of information to track, and kind of how to do it. All right. Thanks. Ah, that's a great question. Um, I am a big fan of um, pencil to paper. I am not mm-hmm. keeping a training log right now, mostly because I'm not really training for much. Um, but I do write down uh, certain things like uh, that either I did well or, um, I mean, it was mostly a lot with my bike and my bike fit, like so I could keep a, a reference mm-hmm. if it was going well or not. Um, but back in the day, back when we started, uh, running another mother runner uh, before run like a mother, the book, the San Francisco marathon that we Nike women's San Francisco marathon um, mm-hmm. that we did, Sarah, that kicked off this whole party. I had a runner's world logbook, and I wrote down every workout, um, especially, I mean, I wrote down every workout, but then I was especially diligent to do it when I was on the bike. I got a stress fracture in my foot and really needed to, keep training in order to, to run a marathon. So I spent a ton of time on the bike under the guidance of a coach who helped me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I got to say that, that training log, I, I, I know I have it somewhere. I'd I was like just about to, to ask if you really, still yeah. had it. Oh my gosh. That would yeah. be, that'd be so awesome if you found it and like took pictures and shared them. Oh my gosh. That'd be, we need to put that in the AMR time capsule or something. Yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> what was great about that though. Um, and I've, and I told the story a couple of times when on our book tours and stuff, but you know, I was headed out to San Francisco. I, I did run the marathon and, um, I was like, what kind of person like trains for a marathon on a bike? Like, am I kidding myself? What am I thinking? And I went back and I looked at all the workouts that I did. And I did a lot, mm-hmm. did a lot of time on that mm-hmm. bike. And I was like, okay, this, this is the most prepared I can be given the situation that I'm in. So um, that was a nice kind of pat on the back reassurance that um, whatever was going to happen on race day, I had done the best that I could to, to prepare myself for it. Oh, yeah. Confidence boost. My gosh, I can imagine. So, yeah. And I thought listening to this question, I um, thought back because I do not keep a written log. I, um, you know, right now I wear a Coros Apex GPS and unlike Garmin, which had, you know, got hacked. Dim, I don't know if you oh, heard that. I on. know. I heard all about that as I got back. I think that they're back online now, but people were freaking out, huh? I had not heard about because I haven't used my Garmin in so long, but people on our many happy hours on my the Instagram live I did on Friday, people were like, Oh, how are you dealing with the Garmin blackout? I'm like, what, what? <laughs> and um, so I use Coros Apex. And so um, it automatically um, sends info to Coros, um, the app, and then it is linked to my Strava account. So Margaret, I can look at both those if I want to dive into the data, which I, I don't do all that often. I'm a big run by feel person, but, um, but back a billion years ago, as in the last millennium, um, I used to jot down my workouts on a very specific on a piece of, um, paper from a yellow lined legal pad that then I folded into quarters and then tucked away in the flap of my Covey planner. And, Very good. No, my Franklin, my Franklin, yeah, my Franklin Covey planner. That's what it was. Oh my gosh, I used to get new pages for that every year. That was like a big deal. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yes. <laughs> and, um, big, big moment. Yes. And so, um, yeah, so that's, I used to jot that down a little bit, just kind of the activity, the time, and then just the snippet, you know, if it was, you know, super hot or felt tired or something like that. So, um, and I do still have, I have a box, a very small decorative box somewhere in the house. I'm not sure off the top of my head where it is, but it has a bunch of those folded up. 
in them, um, those little pieces of paper. So (laughs) they're somewhere. They are somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So, so Margaret, I mean, if you, if you do want to keep one, I mean, I think it's very valuable. And the fact that you're asking the question makes me think that you should give it a go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can get anything from like, there's the Believe I Am journal um, Mm -hmm. by Lauren Fleshman and Roma Gettigan. That's really pretty and nice Mm -hmm. leather bound uh, journal that has um, other prompts in it uh, as far as beyond training. So you can really go deep or you can just get a yellow, you know, uh, legal yellow pad and, and follow in Sarah's footsteps and just write down, the date and, um, you know, the route you ran and the mileage you ran, um, the time you ran, if you, you know, if the speed is important to you, um, how you felt, I think is really important. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one thing I do write down now because it's, it's frustrating is when I get my period. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's helpful tracking wise. Um, mm-hmm. what your sleep is like is also mm-hmm. can be something that's helpful. Um, so yeah, so all those things are, are good to kind of have, and then you can, over time you can track, you know, um, different trends, you know, how, how you felt on that run or, or if you're going faster, if you're going slower. And if you ever, you know, end up working with one-on-one with a coach, that's super, super valuable for that coach to have, because then Mm -hmm. they can kind of help with your paces. They can help, you know, see when you hit a slump or when you kind of thrive on what kind of workouts. So definitely, um, worth giving it a go. Um, and the only, the only thing I would say about it is, if you're going to write down, like make sure to do it on a daily basis and not oh, yes. mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. pile it. Be like, oh, um, okay, it's Friday. I'm going to write down all my workouts because, you know, you can definitely go back to Monday if you have a GPS and write down your stats, but it's a little bit harder to remember oh, yeah. how you were feeling or if you wanted to remember something about, you know, oh. maybe who you took or whatever. It's just, you know, our, our brains can only handle so much. <laughs> oh, particularly, particularly in this day, it's like, wait, what day is today? What yes. did I do yesterday? What is yesterday? Like, you know, yeah. you can get, you can get very metaphysical in the whole thing. So yeah, yes, yeah. Totally. Writing, writing it down right after you get back is, is key. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. One thing that I did do, that's kind of fun. And it, it's kind of a version of what we're talking about. Um, and I did it for probably, gosh, like 10 bike rides in a row, I would say not in a row, but I have this, this ride that I call like my ride that I, it's my favorite ride. Uh, you can probably hear Banjo. Yeah, Banjo's chiming in about the ride. <laughs> the ride. Yeah. He's uh he's got a lot of howling to catch up on since he was at the, the kennel for a month or a week. Um, anyway, so my rides, so I would go and, um, and I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I would record the, the, the mileage and like my heart rate and my speed, but then I was looking for things on the route that were unusual. Um, oh. So it was kind of a fun little uh, experiment in um, me being aware of where I was being in my setting. Um, nice. And that's kind of a fun, you know, so it's, it takes the emphasis off of speed. But um, and then I t- stopped and took, to pic- took a picture on this same bridge. My idea was to do it, you know, so that I would do it in the wintertime and I would do it in spring mm. and I would notice this little island come out and, and you know, <laughs> get covered up and that kind of thing. Um, didn't quite get that far with the follow through, but um, just an idea for something, if that's something that's interesting to you. Yeah. You can yeah. do it on a, on a bike or a run. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Or a walk. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Call for questions. Please, please call with your questions. That number is 470-BADASS-1. 470-223-2771. That number does not ring anywhere. You can call day or night without um, disturbing anyone. Um, and please leave your first name, where you're calling from, and keep your message to 90 seconds or less. And um, if you 
um, you know, sneeze during it or your dog starts barking, uh, you can always hang up and just start fresh all over again. Nice. Um, and if you like this show or AMR trains or a regular Friday podcast, please rate and review the AMR podcast. Um, they're all on the same feed. So if you haven't given us um, a review yet, we would really appreciate it. It helps other people find our show and um, help support our community. Yep, yep. And keep those questions coming. We're here with answers and banjo. And banjo. <laughs>